Welcome to episode 11. I am thrilled about this because we are getting ready for a festive holiday season. And one of the things that people tend to dread, and I know it's happened for me, happens to my clients, is there's this dread sometimes of, oh, I'm excited about the holidays, but, oh, I just dread the stress, the exhaustion, the decrease in energy, that lower, that decrease in sense of well-being. That, if you are prone to that, that's what we're going to start talking about today. And we have enough time, the beginning of November, we have enough time to prep and practice to get us ready for a healthy holidays, wellness holidays, where you can fully enjoy it and feel great. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. There are three times that people tend to get off the rails, so to speak, with the holidays and not intentionally, but it just happens. And so today we're going to tackle that. I'm going to give you some real life examples from my clients and definitely from myself as well. The first one, that first area is parties. What do you do at parties? My first encouragement to you is use your skills as an intuitive eater, as a growing intuitive eater and someone who is using a powerful plate. Now, the powerful plate, we talked about in episode two. We've not talked a lot about intuitive eating, but I want to go ahead and introduce the concept in the scenario of a party. There are four letters that I want you to write down. H-W-S-S. H is how physically hungry are you? Are you ravenous going into a party? Are you pleasantly hungry? Are you kind of at neutral? You know, you're going there and you're not really even that hungry. That's going to affect, hopefully, the amount of food that you eat. Pay attention to how hungry am I when I go to this party. Second is W. What do I really want? So you're looking at this smorgasbord. You're looking at this buffet, this potluck, whatever it is, and everything looks amazing, right? But what are your favorites? Because you want to be able to leave the party feeling good. And so that means, okay, I'm not going to stuff myself with everything. What are the things I really want? Slow and savor is the first S. And I want to tell you a story. This came up in my Nourish Your Life workshop. It's a workshop that I videoed once from live. And and it's on my website. If you want this, it'll go in deeper into it. But this was a question from one of the participants was, I go to parties. I go to events, fundraisers, things like that. And there's always buffet food. And so I'll get a little plate, nibble on it later on, get another plate, nibble on it. And I'm picking my favorites. But by the end of the night, I am stuffed because I've had the equivalent of two or three meals. How do I keep track of that? What do I do? I said, the thing to do with it is don't let yourself just constantly wander around with food in your hand. 
get a plate and, you know, parties, it's sometimes going to be small plates, but get a plate, go pick some of your favorites, go find a spot to sit and savor the food. And then you check in with yourself on the next S, which is stop when you're satisfied. You check in with yourself and you go, okay, am I physically satisfied? Mm, No, I'm still a little hungry if that's the case. So now at that time, or maybe a little bit later after visiting with somebody, you get another little plate and you do the same thing. You stop and you savor the food and really enjoy it and don't just nibble constantly with it. And if intuitive eating, mindful eating is something that interests you, we will be going deeper into that in a later episode, but apply it to parties like that. So pick your favorites, savor, slow the food, be mindful with it. And then here's something really fun. This has helped me a lot is if I I'm starting to get full, but oh, there's these two or three things I haven't tried yet and I really want them. One, take one small bite to see if you really do like it. And if you do, Get the recipe and make it later. Food is not a now or never thing. Coming out of the diet mentality, which was my background, there was a sense of now or never. I have to have it now or I'll never let myself have it. No, once you're you're an intuitive eater and you're free from the diet mentality, you know that you can have whatever you want whenever you're hungry. So get the recipe and have it later. Now, here's another little trick. It's called the three bite rule. That is, you go in and you see the smorgasbord of things, or it's lots and lots of sugar, and you know that if you have all these different desserts that are there, you're going to be on a sugar rush all night and a sugar hangover tomorrow, and you don't want that. Three bites. Pick your favorites, and let's say there are three or four favorites. You're not going to eat the full three or four desserts. It's three bites, and slow and savor them, and you'll be satisfied. And here's the thing to keep in mind is that all the pleasure, all the real intense pleasure, we know science tells us it's in the first three bites anyway. So after the first three, maybe four bites, the pleasure is decreasing, and you're there to get pleasure from the party. So get the most out of it you can, just the three bites. Also remember... It's not the food in one party that gets you. It's not the food in one meal that sets you over. It's either the numerous parties or it's the aftermath downward spiral, the lack of planning that happens. I'm going to tell you about something that came up with one of my clients, one of my one-on-one clients just a couple of weeks ago. They got on the phone call with me and said, I don't know what happened. Everything has just fallen to pieces the past week and a half. And we talked through it and it started with a Saturday night birthday party. The client had had five mixed drinks. So there was some alcohol and a lot of sugar. And they said, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I was really groggy on that Sunday. I didn't drink as much water as usual. So I, because I wasn't feeling well. And I didn't prep my food for the week. So fast forwarding where that next week they were saying, oh, everything just fell to pieces. I did so bad, quote unquote bad. I don't don't know what happened. All the convenience foods because... They, they, Sunday, Sunday is their normal time to prep their food for the week. Their, you know, whatever veggies they're going to snack on, whatever things they're going to be in their meals at night, prepping their lunches and so forth. That didn't happen. So all week was going on convenience foods and less vegetables and the energy continuing to decrease and decrease. And when you're that tired and dehydrated already from junk, you know, water, plain water or even water with lemons, not that appealing. 
So the dehydration kept going all because not because of the, the party per se, but because there wasn't a plan for, okay, I'm not going to feel good after the party because I'm partying. So what do I need to do? So know yourself. If you know that after a party, you're going to be too tired or whatever for a Sunday food prep, if that's when you normally food prep, prioritize that on a Friday or Saturday or hire it in. On episode four, I talked about what to do when you're too tired to cook. There are a lot of food prep ideas in that episode. And this may be a season, holidays may be a time that you look and you go, okay, there's a three-week window that we've got all these events and all these parties and all this going on. I'm not going to have time or energy for all that I normally do to take care of my food and having that be high energy and, and building my well-being. So that might be a season to hire it in. It might be a season to do the food boxes that come in. You don't have to even grocery shop. They just show up. Think about for you what solutions would work. And I'm giving you plenty of time to think about it ahead of time before all the parties start. The second area that comes up as an issue, a dread, is those extended family gatherings. Now, I'm not talking about your family gets together for one meal. I'm talking about like when we go to our in-laws or they come and stay with us for a few days. People coming to stay or you're traveling and staying with family. Number one, every family dynamics are unique. So, you know, you have to know you and your family and how things work. I do want to share with you what I have found helps me and you can adapt it for you. First is think ahead about realistic not magical scenarios. So realistic is if it's not been fine before, it probably will be a challenge this time. The magical version is, oh, it'll be fine. It'll all work out. And then it doesn't. You do have to do a little prep and planning for this. For me, number one, I have to take my essentials. I cannot, I start out my day best. I have much better energy and attitude the whole day. If I have, this is my breakfast typically, is oatmeal with some type of protein powder in it and some little fixings, but at least just the base, even if it doesn't taste great with all the extras, it's just oatmeal and protein powder in it. That sets me up. So I take that with me. And also, if we're flying, I'll take bags of cut vegetables so that I can have them to snack on. But then also that first night, that first day before things settle in, I've got that in case they don't already have them there. Second is volunteer to do the grocery shopping and at least some of the cooking. If it's a huge family gathering, don't volunteer to do all the cooking unless you really love to cook. But volunteer to do some or all of that gives you a little bit more control over it. And this has happened if somebody is insistent that they be the one to cook, speak up for your needs. It can cause some friction and cause some issues, but you will feel better in the long run is just to kindly say, hey, I need X, Y, Z. I'm fine to go get it. I'm fine to cook it, but I this is what I need. And some of that is coordination. I'm on, I remember a big family trip years ago. I took fruit salad. I knew that my sisters-in-law were going to be having a lot of vegetables. So I knew that there was going to be a balance of things because we had talked about it. And then a fourth thing is ignore the food police. And the food police 
they come in, well, they come in a couple of variations. One is the food pusher. I had a grandmother who was like this and that was, you know, take more, you know, you're on your second helping of something. It's like, oh, you can have more. You Go ahead and have this last piece. Go ahead. You know, I'm like, no, I'm full. Thank you. Practice ahead of time. I've done that with clients where we will role play and practice lines of what to say of, you know, when somebody pushes this or they police that judging you about, you know, you're going to have that. You're going to have another one or whatever. It's like, this is my body. And that is something you need to realize. If you don't, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, know that your body is your territory. And there is a boundary that when somebody is a food police or a food pusher, they are crossing a boundary and you have a right. You even have a responsibility for yourself to say, thank you for your input. If you want to say that, I have to determine how my body responds, what it needs, how much it needs. That is on, that is for you. And I have a video that dives into the food police and I will put that video in the show notes. When you have that type of scenario going on where you've got family gatherings, even if it's not stressful, you still need a game plan, game plan for post-visit. For me, I know I need a lot more water and I know that I need a little bit more protein to help me recuperate and balance out from those types of visits. And also look at your schedule and see when you're going to food prep after the visit. Because otherwise, you're just going to be left living on leftovers with you know stuffing and mashed potatoes and pie and whatever else. He's like, oh, we'll have leftovers. Well, what if it's not balanced? Schedule in some time so that you can fill in the veggies or the fruit or the protein or whatever else that you need to prep to fill in around the leftovers. And this leads us to the third scenario, and that is between the parties and the gatherings. Because here's what happens. Holidays are festive. So there's this whole festive feel. There's food around the house. There's food around the office. And sometimes it's easy just to eat it because it's there or eat it because you feel stressed. And there is episode five. If you have not already listened to that, go back and listen. And if you have listened, you can go back and listen if you need it of stress management when there's no time for stress management. Listen to that, and it'll help if you have that stress eating that goes on in between the parties and the gatherings. In that time in between, when you are worn out, if you don't have a plan, it's really easy to go off. I won't say go off the rails because that makes it sound like we're on a diet, but it's really easy to just not pay attention. And I want you to make the most of the days and the weeks that you don't have events, that you don't have travel. I will often take a week and have very simple whole food, simple fish, chicken, some steamed vegetables, plain sweet potatoes, nothing processed, lots of extra water. And this is not, you know that I'm not a dieter anymore and that I'm not encouraging you at all to do that. So this is not in a dieting way, but it's listening to my body because often after a couple of parties or a long gathering, I can tell. I've gotten out of balance on something and my body is craving more simpler foods. And so I just go ahead and plan for that. And it lets my body take a calm break from anything that I ate out of balance. My energy always rebounds with I, when I do that. It's refreshed for me. And it is, it's too boring for long term. So we're not saying do this forever. 
But for a few days, I can tell that my body craves the simple. And that's that is a way of intuitive eating. So pay attention to your parties. Pay attention to how you're going to handle your family gatherings, planning for those things, and also the in-between times, how to make the most of that so that you can go have a healthy, festive, amazing, feel-good holiday. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.